0: WHBQ Memphis and W253DF Memphis Flynn Broadcasting Stations Joining the guys every Friday is college football historian and Vegas legend Bruce Marshall from Vegas Insiders CBS Sports and his own website BAMSports.net with over 30 years on Memphis radio with handicapping and sports talk here's Bruce Marshall with Bryant and Brett
1: Bruce Marshall joins us now from Vegas Insider, CBS Sports and BAMsports dot Bruce, thanks so much for joining us and I hear you are joining us from Italy today. Uh
2: actually uh, Switzerland at this moment. Switzerland. As in Italy, I'm sorry earlier, on the on the on the way here in Germany before that, so we've been flying all around today, Wow! And, but we're finally here in wow. Switzerland with some of the grandbabies, so that's what we're doing. Here.
1: That's great. That's great. A little international travel never hurt anybody.
3: Well, Bruce, a lot. How, how, many, how many countries have you been in today?
2: Uh, three today Good and four. Lord. Well, I left for four, you know, four counting U.S. yesterday, if I count yesterday. It was <laughs> last night I left uh, from the U.S., so Good four Lord. in 24 hours.
3: That's That's an impressive passport, Bruce, all those stamps.
1: It's very impressive. Uh, Bruce, we got a a lot of games to get to, uh, a lot of things this week with college football, uh, NFL, obviously, but then also college basketball feast week. We were just talking in our last segment about this battle for Atlantis, um, that is taking place tomorrow. The Tigers, um, in there, their first game is against Michigan. I was curious if you had any feels on, on this tournament with Memphis and, and Michigan starting off, Arkansas and Stanford. I know a lot of people interested in this area. Uh, with Arkansas playing in that game. Do you like anything in this tournament? Have you seen anything that, that catches your eye?
2: Well, one thing about Arkansas thus far, uh, it, the, 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 the Hogs are over in all their games thus far, and it's, we've seen this from Coach Mus's teams before, and he, he's able to get these portal ads and transfers, starting to play real quick, together and mesh quickly. And this year he's went for more of the, uh, the upperclassmen uh, types uh, like uh, Battle from uh, Temple, as opposed to all the freshmen last year. Now that loss to Greensboro was a real eye opener the other night, uh, but uh, I think they can. Uh, uh, I think they can do what they need to do against Stanford mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. I might look forward to go over. Uh, Stanford has been playing at, a, at a, a more accelerated pace, they just got beat by Santa Clara at home last week. Jared Haas is in some trouble. I think of in Palo Alto. Before they move into the ACC, you talk about two fish out of water next year. How about Cal and Stanford <laughs> in the ACC next year? So I think Arkansas is to be looking at there, um, and there may be an over in that game. Michigan-Memphis looks kind of tough. Michigan is off that loss uh, tonight. Some interesting ones over in uh, Honolulu, where they're playing the Maui mm-hmm. Classic yeah. this year instead of in Lahaina or in Honolulu, and that Kansas-Marquette game. I don't know if I can watch that one. I mean, I'll probably be asleep when they. Uh, maybe I'll be waking up right when they. they uh, good lord, <laughs> tipping it off. But uh, um, I think that's you know as good as you. And this this field is really something over there. They've gotten Maui. They had five of the top eleven teams in the country, uh, plus UCLA and Syracuse mm-hmm. along with Shaman. That's a pretty good field. Yeah. Marquette looks interesting tonight, and Tennessee maybe I, I I would maybe give them a look here against Purdue as well. I think they can knock. Uh, around a little bit. Gonzaga had uh, Purdue on the ropes, couldn't put them away yesterday. And Neck, the transfer from a northern Colorado, can really shoot the three balls like he's doing so far for the Vols. So Tennessee's an interesting dog tonight against Purdue.
3: Man, Bruce, we remember a time in 74 when Marquette in Kansas met in the national semifinal game. Marquette got that win. And then on Monday night, Al McGuire lost his mind
2: with all the technicals. Huh. He did. I mean, they went uh, – they, 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 NC State scored 10 straight points, I think, without Marquette, like, even having the ball uh, yeah. in, in, right near the end of the first half. So a uh, one-point Marquette lead turned into a nine-point uh, NC State lead, and that turned the whole thing around. But, yeah, that's true. They did play Kansas and uh, and uh, Marquette in the semifinal, which Marquette won. Kansas, by the way, beat Oral Roberts that year to get to the final four. If you can believe Oral Tricky. Roberts was in the – yeah, Kendricky and Richie Fuqua in the Elite mm-hmm. Eight. Right in their home court, right when that arena was new at Oral Roberts and Tulsa, the Navy Center. So, uh, yeah, there's a little history here between these two, that's for sure.
3: Might have been a year before that, but I think David Vaughn's dad was on that Oral Roberts team. It might have been the year before when he uh, spent his eligibility, but he was at Oral Roberts at that time. And Fuquay, I think, was from Knoxville, wasn't he? He was from
2: East Tennessee. I think he was. There or Johnson City or something. That Uh might have been Knoxville, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go East Tennessee, I know. Yeah. Yeah, he was a real real uh, gunner So, uh, in, in a good way. I mean, he could shoot the lights out. So it was exciting times. Uh, God, I can't believe it's that many years ago. seems like yesterday, <laughs> Brett.
3: And nobody more aptly named than Ken Tricky coaching at Oral Robbers. Hmm. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, Bruce, Bruce, these games, uh, in the old days, the book, we call them writing games. I asked you last Friday, And by the way, Bruce Marshall, five and one with us last Friday on college football on the air picking. Ah. I asked you last Friday if it's harder or easier. You said it's always been hard. Is this the time though, these writing games, these you know kind of games on the fly, that you can catch Vegas with their with their gloves down a little bit?
2: Yeah, I think you can, uh, even though, I I mean, it's never easy, like we said last week. But I've always thought right at the end of the season, and and these rivalry games, too, are just some really odd things can happen Mm -hmm. in these games. And we've seen that throughout the years, and there's a lot of them this weekend, starting where you're going to be the Egg Bowl this weekend. We'll see what goes in that one. The Iron Bowl, of course, is interesting. I think the two more interesting games, though, involving SEC teams this week and the intersectional portion of this weekend When they play these ACC teams, the Florida-Florida State game with the backup quarterbacks both ways. And Kentucky-Louisville, too. Louisville looks like it's got a shot here. Louisville, there's actually a path into the Final Four. They need a lot of dominoes falling their way. But, I, you know, Kentucky has dominated this series in recent years. I mean, uh, you know, Louisville's been riding lightning uh, some of these weeks really close, barely surviving some of these games. Kentucky's getting a full TD. Very interesting. And I'll tell you, you know, Florida's effort last week against Missouri, that that might be good enough uh, to do it. If they can replicate that against Florida state without mm-hmm. Travis. Now we're going to have to go with Max Brown in this, uh, for Florida quarterback with Mertz now out, but Brown didn't look too bad when he came in last week. He's got a running dimension to him. And I mean, there were some games this year where Florida looked really good. And, and Florida state like, you know, like, uh, Louisville sometimes has had some struggles. So without, uh, Travis in there and laying about a TD out on the road at the swamp? I don't think so. I think mm. I like Florida in that one, just like so I like Kentucky in the other one.
1: Wow. Well, uh, what about the Egg Bowl Thursday night on Thanksgiving? Old Miss Mississippi State right now. Old Miss uh, about a 10 point favorite in that one. What do you like in the Thanksgiving night game?
2: I'm really leery uh, to get. <sighs> You know, to, this is a rivalry game that has had some some strange things happen, and the road teams have been covering the numbers in recent years. Um, Mississippi State, you got the coaching thing there. I, I don't want to recommend Mississippi State. I still think it's a it's a you know an awkward situation. The offense, whatever they did last week, <clears throat> um, doesn't matter uh, too much against Southern Miss. Um, now they're going to have to step it up against uh, you know more of a real defense here. Uh, but uh, I there's something about these rivalry games, though, I'm a little bit leery. Laying the points with the Ole Miss, I think you're yeah. probably going to sell out effort for Mississippi State. He got one last year uh, from them. That was Mike Leach's last game, and maybe a little carryover for that. Um, and we'll see about that coaching search in Mississippi State. I mean, all year long, and the offense has been a, an issue there. But I, I think they've been sort of playing under capacity all year. And Ole Miss, you know, maybe they'll flatten out a little bit at the end. I'm not sure. I. Not recommending Mississippi State hard, but I might lean that way a little bit though, just because the rivalry dog aspect here.
3: Friday morning in Philly, in South Philly, the Memphis Tigers trying to get to nine with the potential of getting to ten wins at the bowl after a heartbreaking loss last weekend to, to SMU. They're a pretty big, real big favorite, eleven and a half point favorite over Temple. It, I think, I think, I think people are, know that Temple's trying to get to the end of the year.
2: Yeah, they are. But uh, Kurt Warner's son came back and then playing a little better in recent weeks. Have been putting up. Uh, he's, he gave, gives him more of a chance throwing the football all around the yard. And I would note, you know, although Memphis got the uh, uh, got the uh, Owls last year at Liberty Bowl, um, they have had all sorts of trouble in Philadelphia in recent years. All sorts of trouble. And I, I don't think they've covered in like five straight visits. They've lost several times here at the link. So, and off of that a bitter loss last week, you know, laying, you know, 11 and a half, 12 on the road, that, you know, psychologically, that is a tough spot. I would rather take Temple plus the points. I'm not sure Temple can win, but you've got nearly two touchdowns to work with here. Uh, that's the side I'd recommend on uh, Saturday at the link. mm
1: Uh, The game that kind of caught my eye uh, on Friday, Missouri uh, in Fayetteville against Arkansas. Arkansas uh, made the announcement uh, over the weekend that they're going to stay with Sam Pittman, but uh, 1-6 in in conference play right now. Missouri, a a 7.5-point favorite on the road. What do you like in this Friday afternoon game?
2: Well, I like Sam Pittman, but I think a lot of coaches and fans around the SEC are applauding that because they'd like him around another year because this program is heading. Has been heading down, and I wonder if he would have gotten that stay of execution had he lost to Florida International last mm-hmm. week. And they were behind early in that game; yeah. uh, they came back to win. So, I guess it makes sense to give Pittman one more chance. But I mean, he is definitely on the hottest of seats starting next season. Having said all that, I still might give them a look again. This has turned into sort of a season-ending rivalry. I don't know that they're going to, you know, maintain this when the SEC expands and adds the new teams in there, um, but. Uh, giving Arkansas a lot of points in this spot, it might interest me a little bit uh, with with the Jefferson at quarterback and Missouri. Really, uh, I wonder if they just have how much gas they have left left in the tank after uh, the the uh, Tennessee effort, where it all came together two weeks ago. I mean, they were life and death with Florida last week. Now you got to lay over a touchdown on the road. Just not a good psychological spot, mm-hmm. I think for. Uh, uh, this week so i i would i would probably rather take arkansas plus i don't think they win missouri wins by three or four but i would rather take the plus a touchdown with the arkansas bruce you're so right the, the, the league has tried
3: to force feed the fans of missouri and arkansas this rivalry the battle line rivalry mm-hmm. nobody cares i mean just absolutely nobody and if you were a programmer now i know the egg bowl is going to stay on Thursday night next year, it will be in Oxford on Thursday night next year. And it's a really late Thanksgiving next year. I think that date's like the 28th. But if you were programming Thanksgiving weekend next year, who would you have playing that weekend? We're going to keep Iron Bowl. We're going to, we're going to keep uh, Florida, Florida State. But what, wouldn't you have Arkansas and Texas playing that weekend or Texas and Texas A&M playing that weekend? Or Maybe go back to Arkansas LSU that weekend?
2: Yes, on um, the last two, uh, Texas and Texas A and M, because that used to be a Thanksgiving day and Thanksgiving week game forever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think they, that's an imperative. They got to put that one there. Um, if that's if that's a game they're going to protect, which I hope they do, and I hope they play Texas Arkansas more years than they don't too, because that's a great rivalry to review to renew. The other one, yeah, Arkansas, LSU. They had that at the end of the year for many years, and there were some pretty memorable games there. After Arkansas entered the SEC, and some good ones into this millennium. Um, but I would have Arkansas, LSU, the last week. I would have uh, I'd have Texas and Texas A M, especially Texas and Texas A M, because this is the weekend they always used to play mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week. So uh, let's let's do it. Let's put yeah. those two back together and uh, be on with it with those
3: two. Who would you pair up with Oklahoma on this weekend in one year?
2: Well, um, what I would hope they do um, is figure out something schedule-wise. Maybe you don't play an SEC game this week, but Georgia doesn't, uh, Florida doesn't, um, Kentucky doesn't, doesn't. doesn't. Uh, South Carolina doesn't. So this is the weekend they ought to renew and and, and make sure that Bedlam continues and play Bedlam this weekend. Mm. It'll be a non-conference game, but do it. Uh, they just signed in the Pac twelve, Washington and Washington State are gonna keep playing. Uh, next year they'll play in Seattle. They may play that one earlier in the year, at least for the next couple of years, they're gonna still play it. They gotta play Oklahoma Oklahoma State, figure out a way to get it done, make that the game. Because half the SEC teams, you know, this last week are playing, you know, there's a several non conference games because that's sort of the yeah, I mean that's that's this is sort of the the rivalry weekend and so let's just, you know, bring a big twelve team in there to do it with Oklahoma. That's what I would do. I don't think there's a natural SEC fit for uh, Oklahoma on this weekend, um, but uh, there uh, uh, would be with Oklahoma State, but they got to come together. Oklahoma State to do it in the snap, I think. I'm not sure yeah. uh, Oklahoma would. We'll see. Yeah.
1: Well, Saturday morning, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, two versus three. Right now, Michigan, a three point favorite at home. It'll be without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. Uh, what do you like in this one?
2: Yeah, I wonder if Harbaugh can can somehow communicate though <laughs> with, with uh, yeah, if Jones, they were going to suspend uh, him, just, can...
3: just ban him from the property. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, it's cell phones and you know all this. They could do, uh, and they're they're good at working through intermediaries there at Michigan. <laughs> Nonetheless, he'll be coaching them during the week. He'll be getting them ready. He just won't be there on game day. Uh, <clears throat> last week, we kind of thought that Maryland would give Michigan some trouble. That was a weekend Michigan went kind of flat last year. I will say this, the last two years, um, they have stirred up to the bully, and they've started to bully Ohio State. I think that's sort of what Lou Holtz was referring to back in September when he made those comments about Ohio State Um, in reference to the Michigan game. They just kind of got, you know, the bully got, uh, someone stood up to the bully, just like Alabama did in the championship game in 2020. Uh, Notre Dame wasn't quite able to do it. The last two years, uh, Michigan has uh, scored 86 points in uh, this game and, uh, total, total points. And, and last year, uh, uh, 87 total points. I'm sorry. Uh, last year they roared back in the second half and when they couldn't be stopped, they were running shot in the second half. That's my only concern this week, um, is that, is that, um, Harbaugh's presence may have had something to do with that last year, mm. uh, with them, uh You know, making the adjustments at halftime, and that was a different game. The second half uh, last year, yeah, yeah, particularly they were just running wild. They they did nothing in the first half of that game, so that concerns me. But but I I I buy into that bully thing all the way, and I think Michigan. I think Ohio State. This is now Ohio State is intimidated by Michigan. I think, and I think Michigan gets them again, thirty to twenty. My score forecast, and uh, we will see what happens with Jim Harbaugh after that. By the way, the NFL, there will be some openings there, and uh, if he gets fed up with this Michigan stuff, they're threatening to suspend him in the next year, why not just say, to heck with you guys, I'm leaving. I don't need this crap anymore, so we'll see what happens there.
3: Bruce, how concerned do you think in the sidelines of power in Las Vegas they are with this, uh, with these allegations of against Michigan, because if they had it down as much as it sounds like. If they had it, the whole operation as crisp as it sounds like, it wasn't just a matter of, of winning a ball game making a difference. It swung millions of dollars difference in Vegas. Do you think Vegas is worried about this, or is it all baked in the cake and they know it's going on
2: everywhere? Um, I think it's baked in the cake, although I don't think they, they knew about this Michigan stuff. Michigan was playing so well, and... They've continued to really play well since this stuff hit. So, and I kind of agree with Dion here. Like, you know, it's you, there's only you know there's not that much you can do in, in fo- football stealing signs. I mean, especially in this situation, uh, Michigan's going to beat a lot of these teams anyway, no, no matter what, what the deal is. But um, there's there there could be more coming down to Harbaugh on this because mm-hmm. if this this stretches as far and the whole thing is just uh, is just a really ridiculous story, but. I mean, this this suspension could go to next year, maybe for a full season. They might do a Sean Payton, uh, and sit him out for the whole year. And if that happened, that, that's why I'm thinking Harbaugh might just say, you know what, I got, you know, this, this stuff happens in college. I just don't want it. I've worked in the NFL, and I succeeded. I want to go back. Yeah. I've had enough of this. So I would not be surprised if that's the case. We'll see. The Raiders apparently would uh, make him an offer. The Bears might be opening up. That's where he used to be, where he used to play. So uh, I'd keep an eye on all of that as we move into December.
1: Talking to Bruce Marshall from Vegas Insider, CBS Sports, and BAM sports.net Bruce, I want to get to uh, some of these Thanksgiving Day games in the NFL, and I'll start with that first game of the day. Packers at Lions up in Detroit right now. Detroit a 7.5-point favorite. Uh, that total sitting about 47.5. What do you like in that one? <laughs>
2: Yeah, shades of the '60s there, and the game in '62, and the Lions had well 11 sacks and large Starr, and that was the only uh, the only uh, loss that year for the Packers. But I thought a better game happened actually the next year in '63. It was the first uh, national TV game after JFK assassination, and the 13-13 tie in a dramatic game on Thanksgiving. I wrote about it uh, up on Bam in the past. Green Bay is not that bad right now, and I'm I'm wondering, we saw the Lions really struggle. It took them about 58 minutes to, to finally get ahead of the Bears last week, um, and they were struggling with the Chargers the week before that. Jordan Love is coming on a little bit now. I think Green Bay keep over a touchdown, Green Bay keeps this thing pretty darn competitive. I know they lost 34-20 the first meeting, but Love looks like he's gaining confidence now, and um, the Lions defense is springing some leaks for the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to take the points with the Packers.
1: I like it. I like it. Uh, what about uh, that one, uh, the night game on Thursday between the 49ers and Seahawks? Right now, 49ers on the road, a 6.5-point favorite. I've been so used to seeing uh, the 49ers on the road being more than a touchdown favorite, but less than a touchdown here. 6.5-point favorite. That total sitting at
2: 43.5. Yeah, I'd want to make sure you know about Geno Smith's status for the Seahawks, although mm-hmm. they think that they can do just as well with drew lock um and block hasn't had a lot of work with them i mean he did lead that tv drive against the giants at the end of the half oh back uh, the first month of the season uh, when he came in briefly and he was in there last week and he did throw a pick in, in the game against the rams that turned out to be kind of costly um but i'd still, you know the seahawks would probably rather have a geno go either way i think the niners Uh, have their number. They won and covered all three games last year against Seattle. And it looks like they kind of straightened things out uh, to me. And the unsung guy there is sort of Debo Samuel. I know Auk had the long TD grab last week, and Kittle has been important. And of course, you know what McCaffrey can do, but it's Debo, the guy who makes... Makes the defenses defend the width of the field. I mean, he distorts defenses, and all these other guys, I think, have much better chance to do stuff because Debo's in there. No no accident. Those games he missed were the games the Niners struggled. Uh, San Francisco, 27 16. I think they win covers Thursday night.
3: San Francisco laying the six and a half over Pete Carroll, and he was really stung by that, that loss last week in, in Seattle. Bruce, uh, you, you mentioned the, the the weekend for President Kennedy's assassination. Tomorrow is tomorrow at twelve thirty Central Time. Would be twelve thirty Daily Plaza time. Sixty years ago, right. I looked it up at College Football Reference. Pete Roselle has called it forever for playing on Sunday. The number of colleges that played that Saturday, mm. including Columbia. Wow. How about
2: that night? There were games. NC State and Wake Forest played a game that Friday night. Oh my! Night. Wow. Oh my! And and so not all of them. I mean, a lot of games postponed till the next week, but uh-huh. some didn't. And um, I mean, Miami played. Miami like didn't want to play the game, and they ended up doing it right at the end. Um, but there were some teams. I mean, as hard as I mean, believe, some I didn't know that. Uh, played. Of course, yeah, you would. And, Good uh, stuff, Bruce. <laughs> The AFL, uh, you know, did not play that weekend. I went to the Rams-Colts game that Sunday. I was pretty wow. young, but we had Rams tickets, and my my dad said, okay, let's go, I don't want to watch all this on TV. And that was the day Jack Ruby got shot. And mentioned wow. that. We oh, that Jack the Ruby shot that. Lee
3: Oswald that day. Lee Harvey Oswald, yeah. Yeah, Jack, yeah,
2: he shot uh, Os- yeah, Oswald that day. So team. you were at and the stadium
3: uh, when the news broke of, of Oswald being killed?
2: No, I was early. I was earlier in the morning. Uh, okay. So a, yeah, I forget West Coast. This, okay, so this is yeah. So I was in, in the afternoon. We were there, and uh, the Rams beat the Colts, seventeen to sixteen. I remember, but they didn't. Uh, no, I don't. I remember very really just very really bits and pieces of the game. Later, I found out they did not do they. There, there was not halftime entertainment. They didn't introduce, and there was no TV for the NFL that weekend either. They mm-hmm. played the games without TV. Wow. So um, for what that's worth.
1: Wow, that is yeah, incredible, yeah. Bruce. Great before start. we let we let you go, where can we find more of you?
2: Yeah, check us out online and these picks, VegasInsider.com. dot com. We are doing pretty good uh, lately. had a good uh, Had a good NBA run and it shows. One the last couple nights, good NFL weekend. We had the under last You're night. Hot. Hmm. A lot of college football coming up. Yeah, a lot of college football coming up this week and uh, college hoops tonight. I will give you one. I'll take Marquette tonight against uh, Kansas. We'll see how that works. That's up at VegasInsider.com and also my stuff uh, at the CBS Sportsline, Sportsline.com. Uh, probably not this week on CBS Sports HQ, but uh, every once in a while I pop up there, so check that out as well.
1: I love it, Bruce. Well, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy uh, Switzerland.
2: Well, I will, and a happy Thanksgiving to you guys, and we will chat next week. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Be safe.
3: Thank you. Okay. You too. You got it. Bruce Marshall with us usually on Friday, but today from Switzerland with the Grands and quite a travel day. We appreciate him taking care of us. I know everybody's making those lists for the holiday season. Here's something that you need on your to-do list. You're going to want to write this down. Go to All-Star Chevy and Olive Branch because they have all the new Silverados you see at Red Tag. That means a deal. Kevin and Jeff said they'll get you financing as low as $1.9 or $2,000. Cash back. You could get one of the new Equinox with financing as low as 1.9 or two grand back in cash. Your good credit deserves it. You get it at All Star. First exit on uh, into Mississippi on Highway 78, Craft Goodman Road. You're there in Olive Branch, where All Star they have all the new Chevys you can imagine, Tahoes, Trailblazers. A lot of families I know love the Traverse with all the cargo space and that third row seat, so you can do more together. This holiday season, for all the travels, for all the trips, for all the get-togethers, military, teachers, college students, healthcare workers, you get a $500 bonus instantly. If you want a certified pre-owned Chevy or any pre-owned All-Star, they have the lot full of them, Silverados, even a Lexus, a Nissan Rogue. Ram trucks, Honda, Suburban, Jeeps. If it's not at All-Star, ask for Jeff, and he'll find it for you. And Jeff and Kevin, they ask me always, they tell me, to thank everyone this calendar year in 2023. brought their cars and trucks to All-Star to sell. You can get a check today for great cash. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Collierville, not Mount Moriah, not Bartlett. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today. Or go to allstarautogroup.com.
1: Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we got to talk college football with Brent Beard. That's next on Sports Time.
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome to the Rendezvous. This is John Vergas. When my dad started the rendezvous in 1948, I don't think anyone could have imagined we'd still be serving shoulder, cheese plates, and our world-famous dry rub ribs 75 years later. But we are still here in the basement, in an alley in downtown Memphis. We sincerely thank you for making the rendezvous what it is today. Charlie Vergas Rendezvous. Be sure to schedule your delivery for the next game at hogsfly.com or come visit us in the alley. football talk every tuesday with brent beard heisman voter and on twitter x at brent Beard. sec acc aac we talk it all with brent here's brent beard with bryant and Brett. brent
1: beard joins us now from first coast news in jacksonville to talk college football and brent i want to start off with uh, the announcement from Arkansas over the weekend. Uh, Sam Pittman, they announced, is going to stay. They're going to stick with him uh, going into next season. Uh, what did you make of this move by Arkansas, and do you agree that that's the right decision to keep Sam Pittman going into next season?
4: Yeah. Um, I, I, we had kind of heard from one of their beat writers who's closed the program that that's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So, So obviously they decided to... Uh, do that. I think the bigger question is, will K.J. Jefferson come back, Mm. Uh, which would help them greatly. Uh, But look, I mean, he's got to be on a a short leash, right? Uh, I mean, if they have another year like they did this year, although I think the the schedule next year will be a little more uh, promising for them than it has been. So yes, I would say I'm fine with him coming back uh, is he a great coach? No, but he uh, he's comfortable there. He makes sense there, uh, but they've got to get a lot of improvement uh, going on. And I thought they would get a little momentum from that Florida win after they played Auburn. That certainly didn't happen. So, uh, but but good for Sam for staying. And uh, uh, not all the not all the schools are going to. Um, uh, to make a decision. It, right, I mean, just right before you guys called, I saw this uh, Twitter blurb on uh, maybe uh, Dan Mulling being that four to one odds being the next Syracuse coach. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> how, about, how about that one, guys? I thought that at you, too. <laughs>
3: yeah, that that's that stunning. Up to Syracuse, Brandon, do you remember the weekend? It was early in the Dino Babers years. The tone from so many in the blue check mark. National commentary is what really bugged me. He won a big game early, and the entire tone and tenor was all you know. All U.S.C. writers, everybody covering the SEC. I know y'all are feverishly googling who who Dino Babers is. Maybe you need to hire him there. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I know they're that stupid. I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One game and 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 really? almost being forced on somebody, you 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 got to hire him. It, it was so ridiculous, over the top. About as ridiculous as Dan Mullen going to Syracuse. Does yeah. Billy Napier make it through the weekend as coach of the Gators?
4: Yes, yes. I mean, I've I've just I've heard that uh, he uh, for months now that he's safe uh, another year now. If they are.
3: Do you know who loves that news? Ole Miss.
4: Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, uh, Yeah, on probably a lot of levels. Uh, But see, Napier uh, is he's only been there two years. Uh, They realize they need him there another year. It's not going where they want it to be, but they have been competitive, and they will be again very competitive. So they're
3: they're following the Florida State model. Mm
4: -hmm. They are. They really are, aren't they? Uh, where you lose big, you win you you lose small, and then you win small, hmm. and then you go from there. Um, but uh, they've got a good recruiting class coming in if he can hold it together. The Lagway kid, the quarterback, is kind of the key doll of it, and he is still coming. Um, so, um, uh, but, but yes, Napier will be there. Uh, unless it's just uh, unless some disaster that we can't foretell right now, uh, what will, will happen? And uh, with but he he needs to hire a special teams coach and an offensive coordinator.
1: Speaking of Florida State, obviously that uh, that injury to Jordan Travis was, was gruesome over the weekend. How much does that hurt Florida State this weekend against Florida? And do you see any way? Tonight that the the committee puts them out of the
4: top four, possibly. Uh, I mean, even an undefeated mm-hmm. Florida State. I, I mean, some of that would be probably strength of schedule. Yeah. It, it, it helps them playing LSU at the beginning of the year the way that it did. Uh, now, Tate Rotamaker, his backup is is not bad. Um, I mean, he's not. Jordan Travis, uh, but he does a good job, uh, and they've got obviously the 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 big kids uh, at wide receiver Johnny Williams and uh, Keon Coleman's transfer of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frankly, that they can run the ball well uh, with with uh, Trey Benson. uh, Their uh, front four has done a good job. Uh, basically, all year long, guys. I truly think uh, that I'm not saying Florida will win, but I, but I think a night game in the swamp, they want to do anything they can to hurt Florida State. In uh, a win, would do that. Uh, I'm not, guys. At this point, I I think they squeak by Florida, but I, but but I look. I think they have all kinds of trouble with Louisville, uh,
3: Brent. I, I I'm going to say it. In the four ACC SEC games this weekend, the SEC goes four and zero.
4: Well, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, and, there, and that was and, be, and it,
3: it's upsets in two of them.
4: <laughs> it really would be, wouldn't it?
3: it it's I mean, cakewalk in one, uh, Georgia yeah. over Georgia oh, yeah. Tech. Uh, Brent, you you've been covering, following. You've been. I, I bet you went to an iron bowl before you went to first grade. Well, uh, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you you and your brother Brett probably were going to iron bowls before you you, you knew your ABCs. <laughs> uh, this weekend on the plains, uh, I I, I contend the voodoo's done. Bryce Young killed the voodoo two years ago.
4: The. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> The the bigger problem for Bama in this game is Nick Saban overcoaching it. Mm. Uh, he has had a tendency at Auburn, maybe unlike anywhere else he coaches, to uh, frankly get over-involved uh, in the game and overcoach it. Now, I've had many beat writers tell me that over the years, uh, and that they were they were kidding, but yet they were somewhat serious that. That uh, they were almost relieved when he had COVID a few years ago and couldn't be there. Uh, but look, on paper, this is not even close. Frankly, you uh, won't now, be
3: on grass either.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well. I mean, Auburn. Look, they will certainly have a pulse in this game compared to what they did against New Mexico State. And I give, I give. Um, uh, Jerry killed and that coaching staff at New Mexico State a lot of credit uh, for that win. Uh, so, uh, but 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 look, what this is just one of those things where you line up and play, and sooner or later the better team wins a game. As Brad said, it, it, it's not about voodoo. It's not about uh, anniversaries. It's not about something. Magical and mystical that you pull out of the thin air. Games like this, <laughs> Nick Saban said it today. Uh, that it it it, 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 it. The main thing is, if you execute in a game like this, and you're the better team, you're going to win. Right. Right,
1: talking to Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville. We've got the egg bowl on Thursday night, a little uh, dessert for for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, with a interim coach at Mississippi State, can can the Bulldogs still hang around with with Ole Miss in, in that game Thursday night?
4: I think it, it would depend uh, if Will Rogers mm. is healthy yeah. uh, and he can and he can play. I think they can be in the game for. Uh, a bit Uh, but uh, look and I certainly don't think Ole Miss is going to sleepwalk through this game being a stretch of the imagination I think they're ready to play they're ready to win double digit games again Uh, it's always fun to see the game Um, Brett Probably has a weather report too. <laughs> um, so uh,
3: yeah, I, I can tell you the, the long handles are packed.
4: Yeah, good. <clears throat> I understand that. Well, I'd rather deal. With, <coughs> excuse me. I'd rather deal with that than rain. Yeah, uh, right, it. no rain. And, 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 yeah, yeah, in any time, but but yeah, it's a it's a fabulous rivalry. Now we'll say this about all these games: you're underdog in these games, and a lot of people are going to be saying. Sunday morning. What? Gosh, that game was a lot closer than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, um, uh, and, and Brian, you just see this over the years as Brett and I have covered these things. The underdog, maybe for the first time in weeks and months, and some of these schools are actually focused and motivated to play. Mm. Uh, and, and, and they come
3: out and look like Lombardi's
4: pack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Now. Now, usually that doesn't last the whole game, mm-hmm. but but you are going to see a little bit of that. Uh, unlike you've seen in quite a while, so um, that, that's the thing with rivalry games. You you really never know what what the underdog is capable of doing.
3: Let's play a little little potential blind resume, and, and and just say these teams all finish like like we we think they might. Let's say team A is 10 and 2. Team B is 10 and 2. Team A beat LSU at home. Team B lost to LSU at home. Non-conference team A beat the, a fourth place team in the ACC. Team B, B beat a fourth place team in the Big 12. Who has, who would get preference for the New Year's Six Bowl of those two teams in, in that blind resume? A or B? I can walk through it again if you need me to.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that real quick. All
3: right. A is ten and two. B is ten and two. Mm-hmm. A beat LSU at home. Mm-hmm. B lost to LSU at home. Mm-hmm. Team A beat a fourth place ACC team. Team B beat a fourth place Big Twelve team.
4: A A because of the LSU win.
3: That's Ole Miss over Missouri. Ole Miss beat LSU at home. Wow. Mizzou lost. Ole Miss yeah. beat Georgia Tech. It is fourth in the ACC. Missouri beat Kansas State. That's fourth in the Big Twelve.
4: Well, look. Even though we cover the league too, and I mean the ACC, the reality of it is uh, you're you're only get, you're, you're probably only going to get so much credit for beating uh, an ACC team right now. Right. Uh, so yeah, well, I, I, Big I Twelve would, that big a deal. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Good question. Um, but I would I would go with a in that one. Mm,
1: yeah well it's gonna be a, a fun weekend a rivalry week, some really intriguing matchups. but Brent, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and we'll do this again on Tuesday.
4: Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys too and uh, and I'll say this as I'm going out the door here. Brent, we miss these mothers on Thanksgiving, don't mm-hmm.
3: we? We we miss we miss everybody that we've lost on Thanksgiving Day, and to people out there that this is the first year that yes. the table setting yes. is 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 a, a void, is unoccupied. Well, I truly, truly uh, wish wish the best to them yeah. uh, for for anybody that's suffering loss during the holiday season, Brent. Mm.
4: Yeah, well, well said, uh, absolutely. And uh, look, it, it's a it's a happy time, but it can be a very difficult time too. So it can be, uh, and,
3: and, and you work in in, in yes. hospice care with a a lot of a lot of people going through a, the ho- holiday season can be really, really tough on people.
4: Yeah, uh, it can. That that's why football. That's why football is important. Dang right, that's
3: right. <laughs> Dang right, Brent.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Brent. <laughs> Thank you, brother Brent. Size. Absolutely, you got. It.
1: Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville. He joins us every single Tuesday, usually at 4 o'clock. Nice enough to join us at 4.30 today. But we'll get back on track next Tuesday. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day.
0: Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo & Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Mm. Big Daddy.
1: Hello, big brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big.
3: Big daddy.
1: The big boy.
2: You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The big number of the
3: day.
2: Well, Brad, I
1: feel like I have a couple good big numbers today, and both of them. Uh, tie in with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I love that I have these numbers because we're going to talk to Bo Marchant at the top of our 5 o'clock hour, um, and he covers the Steelers very closely, but the breaking news this morning is that a uh, change has been made uh, in Pittsburgh. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, has been fired um, from his duties as offensive coordinator. 19 41. That is my first big number. John Harden said this earlier. It is the first time the Pittsburgh Steelers have made a coaching change in the middle of a season since 1941. Ooh. That is incredible. That is a long time. My second big number that ties in with the Steelers is 13. That is how many passing touchdowns Kenny Pickett, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has not this season – but over the last two seasons, six this year, seven last year, Brett Matt Ryan last year in his final year of playing f- football in one season had fourteen passing touchdowns.
3: He's next after, after Matt Canada. If if they don't pick it up and make the playoffs, we'll talk to with Bo about yeah, this. Will. I think I think they're quarterback shopping ne- uh, next year. I think so. And, Brian, if you go over the all, the all 32 in the NFL, mm-hmm. and if they could, if every team was the number one draft pick, yep, count how many it would be taking a quarterback.
1: Oh, man. Oh, it'd be a lot. I think it'd be a lot. 19
3: or 20. Yeah. That's, it's that's a, it's hard a bunch. To believe. That's hard to believe. My, my big number is 61, as in 61 years ago. 1962 was the last time after 10 games The Detroit Lions were eight and two. Wow. That
1: is incredible.
3: 61 Bre- years. That's crazy. Johnny, did you like that? Hey, hey man, you did it again. He did <laughs> oh, it again. Oh, he Johnny did it again. again. Uh, whatever. To- I love it, man. Have I have to- have it. love it.
1: We're going to have to cut Johnny's mic some, <laughs>
3: somehow.
1: I don't know. How about this? I Speaking of NFL. Uh, they
3: saw- were playing at Tiger Stadium then. That's incredible.
1: That is that is unbelievable. I saw. Uh, I heard this uh, earlier today. It may not
3: have even been Tiger, named Tiger Stadium then. Yeah. It may have been Briggs it Stadium then. Not,
1: it might not have been. I heard this. Uh, uh, earlier today, um, Brett, I, I want you to guess my big number. Um, see if see if you've got it. On Sunday, just Sunday, not Thursday. We had a great or we had a great Thursday night football game uh, in the NFL. We had a great Monday night football game. Um, but on Sunday, do you know how many teams played each other? So a game that had two teams that were both over five hundred entering the day. Do
3: you know how would, many games we had? I, I, I would say two.
1: One. One wow. game, and it was the Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. They both entered f- uh, over 500 now. Um, the Steelers, uh, or, uh, yeah. Well, this is Ross Roselle's
3: Street. dream. Everybody to kind of yep. be grouped together at this time of year. And it's why, and I, we don't have time and I don't want to go crazy right. over it. But Tom Brady with the get off, get out of my yard, get off my Damn. lawn comments today.
1: That was crazy.
3: A uh, one year removed in, in, inside every one of those quotes is, you all miss me, don't you? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, I I saw those uh a- almost
3: like a sports writer that uh-huh. w- wrote a book here that Memphis <laughs> sports didn't get good until he got here. Well,
1: I I saw those uh that video um I guess earlier today that Tom Brady video. And Brett, I'll be honest. And maybe I'm just losing my mind because of uh because of technology and stuff, I thought it was a fake video. I, I thought it was fake, and that someone Deepfake. had deep faked, or or somehow you know had something that looked like Tom Brady was saying, "Oh, the I, the NFL is is just has gotten a lot worse, and it's just not Ooh. the same as when I played." I was like, "Tom,
3: not even a year. You were just in the league. What all changed? No kidding. I mean, it, it was just garbage. The league is fine. We've had a lot of quarterbacks yeah. hurt." And, and and look, when he played, we we may have too many teams, but yeah. they're, they're 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 not contracting anybody in any sport. Sure, not. not in the NFL, and we're, we, we I don't know if we're gonna have another round of expansion anytime soon. But the comments, all of it, was veiled by. Man, I, I, I yeah, made it so much better.
1: That's right. It was weird. It was weird. It was. Weird.
3: And like it, I, said, was. I it, thought it was it, kind it, of it fake. Was, it was unbecoming of
1: it. It was. And I, I mean, I, I was just like, this has to be fake. I mean, there's no way Tom Brady is saying this, but sure enough, um, it was Tom I, Brady. I'm trying to
3: get to some of the exact quotes. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's <sighs> NFL. So did it get mediocre in one calendar uh, year? I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. What, like last year, Tom? Because you weren't saying any of this crap last year. That's right. I think the coaching isn't as good as it was. This is all direct quotes. Oh, yeah. Now, one thing that I do agree with, he says the quote "The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to mm. get into the actual performance of the game, so I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been end of quote here's one: all of the concessions to the players <laughs> in collective bargaining to basically not have practice anymore." Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's a a good point. I mean, we were talking about that preseason. That was bad
3: form today by Tom Brady. That that flew all over me. I said I wasn't going to lose my mind over it, and I did. No, that's
1: okay. I I was kind of blown away um, by by that as well. But let's go ahead and wrap up this hour, and we're going to talk a lot of NFL. Both of our big numbers were NFL-centric. We're going to talk a ton of NFL on the other side. Beau Marchant, he joins us next.